Welcome to Tiger Talk, the podcast for Mercy High School in Middletown, Connecticut, where we talk about everything Mercy, including students, faculty and staff, alumni, and leaders in our community. Learn more about Mercy High School at our website, mercyhigh.com. And welcome to our Tiger Talk podcast. And this latest episode, I'm really excited to be a part of because we have an alumna doing some very interesting things. And we also have a student with us doing some also very interesting things. So I'd love to introduce them to you now and we'll get we'll get talking. So hello, Sarah, and welcome to the Tiger Talk podcast. Hi there. Thanks for having me. Great. And so Sarah uh, Robleski is from the class of 2000. And I'll get back to you and what you do in just a minute. But um, Helen, would you mind introducing yourself? Hi. Hi, everyone. My name is Helen and I'm a senior now. I'm OC. Excellent. And we have uh, Mrs. Wellman. Hello. Hello, Maureen. And, and thank you for joining our podcast. Um, and Mrs. Wellman is the moderator of our math team, of which Helen is a part of. I wanted to to start by um, having Sarah talk a little bit about what you've done since Mercy, because right now you are a meteorologist, which I just think is fascinating. So um, could you talk a little bit about your current job and what you do now? Yeah, so I am a meteorologist at a TV station in Boston, the CBS affiliate. And I pretty much um, come into work and I forecast the weather and go on TV and present it. I also get to go out and tell really awesome stories. And because I have more of a science background, I get to uh, talk more about climate change and all of the new technology that's being evolved and be able to share that with people. I knew that I wanted to be a meteorologist when I was at Mercy. And so it was a really uh, awesome path that I was able to kind of start there, go to college at UMass Lowell, and be able to get a career in meteorology right from when I graduated. I haven't left the Boston area, so it's pretty impressive to be able to have my whole career right here in this city. Yeah. And so what classes really kind of motivated you when you were in high school? So I knew going into high school that I loved math and science. I sort of had that sort of passion in me. It came a little bit easier for me. So Um, When I got interested in the weather at a camp, summer camp, I found out when I was a freshman or sophomore that it was a lot of math and science. And I was like, great, this is perfect. So my teacher sort of um, encouraged me to take extra classes. So I remember doubling up in math um, when I was a sophomore and when I was a senior. So I was taking AP calculus when I was a senior, as well as AP statistics. And that really did help me and sort of give me a platform to jump into the really rigorous education that I was going to have to get into uh, by doing meteorology, because it is very comparable to an engineering degree because we treat Mm -hmm. the atmosphere like a fluid. That's really interesting. And so, so we've got a a past, you know, math student. And so now, you know, Helen is a, is a current math student and part of the math team. And so, so Helen, what inspired you to become a part of our Mercy's math team? I had first joined in math team just because I, when I was a freshman, I have like friends that are seniors and juniors on the team. So that is how I joined the team and I love it ever since. 
And I know Maureen, you know, being a moderator of this, I know that our team just won a, a prestigious honor now for the fourth year in a row. Yes, fourth year in a row, we came in number one in our league. And we've been in it for five years, officially, and the first year we came in second. <laughs> and then after that, we've been number one, due to the diligence, the hard work of kids like Helen right here. That's fantastic. So what what is involved in a competition? Uh, well, of course, it was greatly changed this year, but traditionally, we have meets from September to March, once a month for varsity. I'll just speak to, about varsity. Sure. Um, and there's 11 schools in the league. We go to a different school each month. We host one month. And, uh, you know, it's, it's, quite, it's pretty exciting. There's buses and kids from all different schools, and all the kids meet in the cafeteria. The adults go in the faculty room, and then there's um, rounds, and you have three kids in a round, and there's three questions each. They get 10 minutes. They can't use a calculator. The questions are worth one, two, and three points, so the best you can get on a round is six. Then at the end, after the rounds, they all meet together the five of them, there's five kids officially. You can have any number of kids unofficial. And for the last team round, they work together. And there's five three-point questions, so you can add another 15 points to your score. And that's when they can collaborate. And you said this is the fifth year that Mercy has had the math team. That we've been in it, yes. Okay, because I know, I know I'm an alumna, and it, it was not around when I was here. It's neither for you, Sarah, either, right? Yeah, it absolutely wasn't around when I was going to school. I mean, I'm pretty sure I would have loved to jump on it. That's great. So that's really exciting. And I'm sure, you know, COVID, COVID changed the way oh, meets boy, were run it, it, this, this year, of course. It was but very different this year. Very different, right? And and so, Sarah, has COVID changed how your job is uh, runs? Yeah, absolutely. I mean, uh, if we backtrack a year ago, um, I, believe it or not, was pregnant with twins at the same time COVID hit and I started working from home. I never thought I would have the capability to be able to work and broadcast from home. And sure enough, I was at my kitchen table, logging into my computers at work and being able to update the forecast and then being able to present it from my kitchen table. And it was streaming to everybody online and on TV. Um, But since uh, October, when my maternity leave was over, I was able to come back. Things are a little bit different here. We're definitely socially distanced. I have a mask with me. Uh, If I'm going to walk in the building, we get tested every week. Um, just to stay safe. And uh, we're just, you know, just taking precautions. You know, Massachusetts, we're a little bit slower in getting our vaccines, but we're on our way. So I think things will start to come back a little bit more uh, to normal as we get um, over the next several months. So it's definitely changed. A lot of Zoom interviews now, instead of going out and talking to people, which has been actually a really cool thing because you're able to reach more people that you probably wouldn't have been able to interview. Right. Um, I recently had an interview with the National Hurricane Center down in Miami, and there was no way that I'd be able to send a camera to that, but I was able to talk to them face-to-face about the upcoming season, which so is a kind of a, a silver lining in this pandemic. Yeah, that's interesting. Now, I mean, as a meteorologist and being able to broadcast that weather, I mean, you obviously need the technical background but you need to have the communication skills too. So how did you how did you hone those over time? That's a great question because I knew I wanted to be a meteorologist. I never knew that I wanted to go into broadcast meteorology. I didn't know I wanted to go and present. I wanted to do the math and science behind it. And that's the part I love. I sort of just 
fell into it by doing an internship. And I always tell people that this is the most important thing you can do is go and learn the job before you take it, because you'll really get some hands-on experience and you'll learn if not just that if you're capable, everybody's capable of any job if you put hard work to it, but if it's something that you want to put hard work towards. And I did have a a small role working for one of my professors. I actually did a lot of research for um, NASA and it was awesome. And I got a publication, but I knew research wasn't where I wanted to go. I didn't want to sit in a room and, and just crunch numbers and work on computer programs, which is fine. Some people may like to do that. I wanted to be able to help people. And I like to warn people when there is bad danger or be able to inform them. And so I sort of fell into interning at this TV station and it just sort of fell with me. And I loved it. I loved every aspect of making graphics and using my math and science skills and then being able to communicate. It wasn't great. A lot of people think, you know, do you have to be good right away? No, no one is. We all have to learn. And over time, we make mistakes and we learn from those mistakes. And that is definitely something that has happened in my career. Mm -hmm. Um, But I'm at a confident stage right now where I feel as though I am absolutely capable of what's put in front of me. Now, Helen, do you do you want to pursue math when you go to college? Actually, yes. And I did not even like if you tell me fresh from me that I'm going to major in math, I'll be like, no, I don't want to do that. But yes, I do. Uh, I think I'm probably going to double major in math. And I'm also really interested in public policy. That's fantastic. I know as I majored in economics. And so all of my electives were math related, except I, I squeezed one ballet elective in there because it was kind of you have to do something kind of different. But I remember taking as many math classes as I could because it really helped me explain all of those economic concepts. It's math is a, it's an, I think of it as a language, right? And I remember going to graduate school and I was there with so many people from different countries. And even if we couldn't communicate with the same, in the same words, with the same language, we were able to kind of explain things with with math. And it was really, uh, it was really a unique experience. It was really rewarding. I think once you get into the higher levels of calculus, you know, if for meteorology, you go through calc one, two, three, and then you get to four differential equations. And I I absolutely agree with you. You're doing one problem that takes three pages and it does not look like numbers. It looks like letters and you really can communicate that way. It's, It's absolutely true. And I know Mrs. Wellman, you know, before you were a mo- the moderator of the math team, you, you taught math for many years. And I'm sure you found that to be very rewarding. I love math and, and it is a language. You know, when you were talking about that before, I was thinking one of my favorite quotes is Galileo. And I'm probably going to mess it up, but I think it goes like this. Mathematics is the language with which God wrote the universe. Hmm. And it is. It's universal. You know, it's it's uh, <laughs> I always like it because it's black and white. You get an answer. That's it. There's no question. No, argue, no arguments. In that. But I taught math for 42 years and I taught 10 years in Westbrook High School, 23 years at Xavier, then my last nine at Mercy. Yeah, yeah, I just love math. I love math the same way somebody else likes poetry or art or triathlons. <laughs> exactly. You can do this sitting down. <laughs> I think too, math, it can really, and a lot of people don't even really think about it, but it really is in everybody's life and every job. And it's really a fundamental thing where you may not think that you're going into um, a career with math, but you ultimately have it in it. So it's just an important 
thing to really grasp and and know, I feel so. It's a fundamental thing. Like, I mean, you, Sarah, have have partnered the math with science. Now Helen's thinking about math with public policy. There's there's so much you can do with it and analyze. And I think the world seems to be going in a much more quantitative fashion. So being able to have that technical background can be really helpful. Helen, did you have any questions specifically for Sarah? Yeah, we were just talking about like math is like an everyday thing. I feel like um, I'm like really interested in your job, like being a meteorologist. I feel like weather, weather like reports and meteorology is also like a daily thing that people check their weather every day on their phone and everything. But just but for me, as like a senior going to college, seeing their career future, and I heard you said you got interested in this job because of an internship. Can you like talk about more about that or like how do you like think that, oh, I really want to be a meteorologist? Well, you know, it it started from I went to a camp going into high school, I believe is so believe so. And it was look honestly just looking outside. It's a small thing. I and this is what I tell a lot of people too when I do school visits is that I, I saw the clouds, they were green and they were pulsating and they were coming down. And I asked that very important question, why? That question drove me to find answers. And it, honestly, it took a while. Um, my parents had no idea. And come to find out, it was a cloud that did produce some thunderstorms and there was actually a tornado warning and it, it did spawn a tornado. The cloud is now called the Mamatis cloud that I found out. But it, I asked my teachers and my teachers were like, well, this is part of weather. And I was like, huh, okay. And then I remember sophomore year in my algebra trig class, I, there was chapter four, chapter five, and there was a picture of a radar screen and we were talking about functions, right? And I remember my teacher being like, yeah, this goes with weather. And I go, huh, I didn't put the two and two together as well. And so then as I realized that um, math was part of weather, I just continued to drive myself to ask more questions and to find out those answers. And I never really stopped. And I think that can happen with anything is if you find some interest in something and if you want to find out more, there's a reason for that. And that typically is the path that you'll follow. So for me, when I went to college, my I knew it was going to be hard. And, and it was. And believe me, I wasn't the straight A student. I struggled, but I kept working. And you have teachers and you have support that are people that want you to achieve. They want you to be successful. And so sometimes we can get intimidated with our teachers, but really they are the best resource. And they pushed me to take an internship at a local TV station. And I didn't know what I was going to do, but I ended up using and learning computer models to be able to model what would happen in the future when it comes to storms and temperatures. And then what was really cool to me was I was able to take all those numbers and put them into a picture on TV. And I was able to learn the computer system, the graphic computer system behind like you see a, a weather person, a meteorologist on screen, all the graphics behind them, they create, they're, they're sort of using their art skills as well as math and science skills. You pretty much use everything that you can possibly uh, learn in school. You, you got your English, math, science, art. And that was just really cool because I didn't think that that was something that could potentially be, but I picked it up really fast. And before you know it, my, as my internship was coming to an end, I had applied for another job. I got the job. They reference checked my internship and they're like, no, 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 we're hiring her. She's, she's going to, she's going to, we're going to make a job for her. Um, so I was a, a weather producer in the mornings for, um, for Barry Burbank. He was a longtime meteorologist here. 
And then I just sort of kind of fell into, well, maybe I could present the weather too. And they gave me a shot. You know, it's when people believe in you and they see you work hard towards something, it's amazing the opportunities that open. And a lot of people like, oh, well, it was luck. Luck, the internship happened. Luck you had. I go, no, 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 no. Hard work. Uh, an opportunity come together at the same time for a reason. And, and I don't believe it's luck. It's you work for it. So the TV station aspect of it is, is kind of the, the glitz and glam, but deep down, I am a big nerd. <laughs> I'm a science nerd, math nerd. It's just what it is. And it's just a bunch of TV makeup on top that I go on TV, but I definitely love the science behind it. So, and I, and I don't know how long this career will be, um, but if I do eventually move on from being a broadcast meteorologist, I, I might go into teaching because I just love it so much. But there are so many jobs. And that's one thing that I'm trying to highlight, too. There's so many jobs that use math and science that are really cool that you wouldn't really think of. So just, you know, find what sparks your interest, even if it's sports or if it's games like you, you just things are really you, you can combine the two and really enjoy what you do. Because honestly, if you love what you do, it's not really working. Right. So fascinating. I just love hearing about your, your job really encompasses so many different things. It's just so neat. Now, I, I've got a question here about this whole green screen. Thing. Yeah, sure. So you've got the map behind you. And then how do your hands know where to go to show the weather front <laughs> moving? So one of the things that I always tell people too, which is really cool is yes, there's a green screen chrome behind me. You'll never see me wearing green because it kind of keys out. So when I come up with my forecast, obviously I look at computer models and I look at data and I formulate what a seven day forecast would be. I create computer graphics. And once those graphics, I do it on a special sort of system. There is a director that puts those graphics behind me. They can put anything, but thankfully they put the weather graphics. And there's a monitor in front of me, kind of how you're looking on the computer screen. Um, that is That monitor is right in front of a camera. So it looks as though I'm looking in the mirror. And I know it's hard. People are like, how do you point? But when you brush your teeth and brush your hair in the morning, you're doing the opposite. Mm-hmm. And it's the same exact thing. Okay. You just get used to it over time. You know where you're brushing and it just gets easier with time. Um, and then when you turn to the side, there's actually some monitors on either side. So it looks like we're looking at the screen, but we're really looking at monitors. So we have a lot of tricks up our sleeve working at a TV station, but overall the end product is sort of magical. (laughs) That's cool. I I absolutely love it. I love also being out of studio. Um, You know, there's a lot of great opportunities to do things. I've I've, things that I would have never imagined that I would have done. um, Of course, you know, tagging great white sharks off of Cape Cod and going in hot air balloons to talk about fall foliage. Every day is different. And that's what I really like about it too. So what is your favorite type of weather? Oh, 70 and sunny. So boring, right? (laughs) (laughs) No, I mean, I love a good day to be able to go outside. I don't really discriminate on the weather. I like them all. I like to track thunderstorms. I like to track hurricanes. I like to track nor'easters. I actually, I have, and of course you guys can see this, but I have an Emmy here for last uh, year. I I was tracking tornadoes on Cape Cod and I actually got an Emmy for that sort of on-air capability. It was really cool. We got team coverage um, Emmy in June. And I would say that I like weather that 
people can go out and enjoy. Mm-hmm. I don't like to track the dangerous weather because I really don't want people to get hurt. And that's really an important part of my job too, is to inform people and keep people safe. So I find that really important. So when a lot of people get a little upset when I'm like, no, I, you know, it's a thunderstorms. Oh, I don't want anyone to get hurt. I don't want it, anything to be dangerous. So, but I like all types of weather. That's why I love New England, right? I mean, we have everything. I, you know, was born and raised in Connecticut and I really didn't move too far. I made it to Boston and that's pretty much it. <laughs> that's great. Yeah. Helen, what's your favorite weather? Anything but rain. Okay. Yeah. Sorry about that for today. <laughs> <laughs> We have sun now. It's a yeah. it's a perfect April day in Connecticut. We've had rain, wind, and sun so far. Yeah. There could be a flurry. You just never know. There could be. It's <laughs> hot now. And it never is like So, Mrs. Wellman, what's your favorite weather? My favorite weather was always when, on a Monday, the weather person would talk about a blizzard coming Thursday. <laughs> I love the week anticipation of the snow day and sleeping in and making hot chocolate. And I'm afraid that that might be in the past now with all this remote learning. But I was fortunate enough; it didn't happen during my time of teaching. It was I just used to love when they would predict blizzards That's coming. Great. We did manage to have two snow days this year. Oh, you we did, did. because it just you know when there's that much snow, it should just be a snow day. <laughs> It's it's a little different, though. I remember when I was at Mercy, I used to have to wait and listen to the radio to hear if Mercy was called, right? Right. Now, I mean, and and Helen, this is absolutely dating myself, but when I first went to Mercy, nobody had cell phones. In fact, if you had a cell phone by senior year, wow, like, and you did not even show it. It was like in your glove compartment of your car for an emergency. Because it was was very large. It was very large and probably in a bag. So it was, um, you know, the information that you can get now on a cell phone from school closings to the weather daily. Um, it's just, it's impressive how fast things have grown. Um, so definitely different. And what was your favorite math class? Um, my favorite math class was AP statistics. Okay. I don't know why I loved it. And I loved algebra. If I had to go back, yeah. I'd probably be an algebra teacher because yeah. I, again, love that there's an answer. <laughs> Yes. <laughs> There's always I, an answer. I hear you. Yeah, Helen, what's your favorite math class? <laughs> I would say geometry, which I know a lot of people hate that, but, but I just have I just feel like you you can visualize a lot of things on paper. Well, and Mrs. Wellman, I don't know if you have a favorite type of math to learn or favorite math to teach. Algebra too. People don't think math is fun, but there are ways to make yes. it fun. <laughs> I think it's I fun. agree. I agree. Yeah, I, I have to agree with all of you. I loved algebra. I, I would have to say that geometry was not my favorite, but I did love algebra and I loved multivariate calculus. I wasn't a fa- fan of Calc 1, but once I got to multivariate, I was kind of learning the same rules. You were learning the same rules. There were just more dimensions and I don't know, it started to click then. And I do have to mention uh, when Helen would be doing questions, I'd give them packets to do and she oh, very often had different ways of solving questions that were very interesting usually quicker than the way I could do it. And remember, Helen, you would do things with cur- with um, like a sign curve or something. And she'd be answering a question, and I I was fully expecting just to see work, and I'd look over in her paper, and she'd have these little pictures, like the geometry. So her mind works great, and geometry, calculus, all, all levels. I, I love that. Now I'm going to switch back to, to weather, because I think lake effect snow is fascinating. How it can snow multiple feet in one town and barely anything in the next town over, I think is really, is really unique. 
<laughs> yeah, you know, I mean, I guess we get it here too with ocean effects. Sure. Basically, what happens is the the water is relatively warm compared to the air above us. Okay. I always say we treat the air kind of like a three layer cake, and in each layer, there's different temperatures and different weather going on, different types of wind. So depending on you know where we are and how the jet stream is allowing colder air in, if you get some cold air over a warmer body of water, that cold air can actually generate the warm air rise and can generate clouds and it creates precipitation in the way of the wind direction. So you get these winds that kind of like form these channels and these channels sort of go over the warm water. And as they drag that moisture, um, it gets colder as the air rises, creates clouds and precipitation comes down in the same spot for a long period of time. And that's where you can get like those snowfall amounts that are over feet in one area. And then you drive to the next town and they weren't in that channel. You go over a little bit and then they are. So it's kind of, a, it's like waves, very much like the ocean, the air above us is in waves as well. And um, that's how we can kind of see different things. You can see it in the clouds too, when you get breaks in the clouds, things you don't think about, but the wind is just moving so much faster above us. And it, it moves like a wave rather than a straight line. Thank you for explaining it so nicely too. Okay, good. I'm glad that you understood that. Fantastic. Um, this was a great. I, I just thank all of you for your time. Sarah Robleski, Mercy alumna, now meteorologist, Emmy award-winning meteorologist, and Helen and Mrs. Wellman. I have just enjoyed this talk about math and science and what we can use math to do. I mean, with just the possibilities are really endless and I just appreciate your time and joining me today. And I thank all the listeners of the tiger talk podcast. Thank you so much and have a great day. Thanks for listening to the tiger talk podcast. Listen to the latest episodes at mercyhigh.com or subscribe to get the latest podcasts delivered to your device either at iTunes, Google Play, Stitcher, or Spotify.